we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something, Heather. It's the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. We have come finally to the end of the road of Beverly Hills with our R-H-O-B-H Season 9 Reunion Part 3 <laughs> Recap. Wow, that was a mouthful. Armin is my co-host. I'm Eddie Estrada. How you doing? I'm doing great, Eddie. I wanted to ask you, are you going to miss this season? Loki, Yeah. I, I think we're going to look back on this season of Beverly Hills. And I think right now we're too clouded with everything going on with Lisa and Kyle and Puppy Gate and the shadow that's kind of hanging over of this like weird, like aggressive social media space. And, and it's so hot right now. And it's such a like, it's one of those like Carol Bethany moments where it's like so dividing within the housewives community. I feel like give it two or three years, step back from it, remove yourself from the passion. We're going to be like, wow, this season was actually one of the most iconic seasons because if you think about it, it's the fall of the queen. It's, um, it's a, a totally different dynamic change within the group. You have the introduction of Denise Richards, who I think is going to be yes. a mainstay for a very long time. I mean, when we look back at season five, when Lisa Renna first came on, it didn't look like that. I mean, yeah, the season was crazy, but it was like when you're in it, it's it not was a, like, it was a slow roll exactly for both Rena and Eileen. Yes, exactly. But then you're like, oh my gosh, wow, that's actually a really good season because it really jumpstarts both of their housewives' careers in different ways. You get to see them kind of in it with the Amsterdam trip. Really, was when they kind of like hit their role, poker night, all those things. So I am gonna miss the season. I think everyone needs to kind of like take the emotions out of it. Look at sure. the season as a housewife season, and if you look at it. So much shit happened this season that is, I mean, you have Camille's walk-off, you have the houses burning down, you have the agency fight, you have Camille's wedding, you have Poppygate at the beginning. And Poppygate was literally only, if you think about it, the beginning, and it kind of lingered. Yeah. But it wasn't the main the main idea for the whole second half of the season. It was more of now in this group, where's this division is that Erica versus Teddy is that, you know, right. It started I, to see the fracturing once Lisa left. I think it's a good season. I still think it's a middle tier season. All those moments you brought up weren't exceptional to mm-hmm. me, uh, but it definitely wasn't bad. And I think it's interesting that you brought up the Bethany Carroll season because that's a season. If you go back and watch it on Hulu, it's actually pretty enjoyable. Yeah. So I am not going to miss this season. I'm looking forward to the next season. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And because of like the toxicity on social media and just like the emotional weight of all this, mm-hmm. the lost friendship of Kyle and Lisa kind of anchoring that emotional weight, I think I need some time away. I am acknowledging it's a good season. I just think it's a middle tier season. It's mm-hmm. good, but you know... Is it better than two, one, even four, um, five? I don't think so. So yeah. it's it's around the middle. No, Fifth I, best I wanna so s- far. I want to say like high middle tier. I think it's gonna be. I think when the day is done, this will this will be middle top. 
yeah. uh, in Beverly like Hills flir- Like flirting with upper echelon, but not quite there. But not quite there. And I think a lot of people are going to be like, this is the worst season. Like, yeah, right you now know. people are really hating on it, but I don't think it's bad. But that's because your emotions in it. It's Like you said, it's the same thing with the Bethany Carroll. That's a really fun season to watch when you're removed from the emotion of the heat of it. So everyone, take a breather. It's just a show. Breathe it out. Come <laughs> back when it goes on Hulu, like in a year, a couple months, who knows, when it's on NBC streaming because they're actually taking... Because Miami is now off of, oh, of Hulu, me. which is upsetting because we wanted to do Miami for our next Housewives history. And we may still do it, but we may have to switch it up because people can't easily rewatch it. But that's accessible. something we have to talk about. Um, but yeah, so let's let's kind of jump into the third part of the reunion. It, takes, it picks up where it left off, which was the Camille walk-off, which y'all iconic housewives history moment her trying to remove the mic pack undoing her dress these nasty bitches like at one point there was like a blur on the screen and then andy makes the comment like you almost got naked in front of me i mean clearly it it was a surreal walk-off because it wasn't a normal walk-off like you said she's like undressing herself as she oh i mean it's crazy it was one of the most intense walk-offs I think I've seen because most of the time you just see someone walk off and they continue like talking and they're mm-hmm. like they're off screen and it's like uh, and then they cut to this one we followed her walking to the back totally breaks you know the third world a fourth wall the fourth wall. you mean third line third line third um, world third line fourth wall um you know it totally breaks the magic I guess of the reunion and you're like okay this is a set but they've been doing it doing that a lot recently. a lot more I that re- happened in OC. And I think this is a kind of a trend of reality TV just in general I want to touch on really quick, which is where we understand that there's a whole production Mm -hmm. and they're a lot more about bringing the production into the show and kind of showing the entire magic of what goes into reality TV. I mean, I was just on Revenge Body and they show producers. They show they show our producers. They show our, right. you know, behind the scenes cameramen. They show you. Right. You at know, one point you're like, the, oh, Chloe is, what did you say about Chloe Kardashian? She's a goddess. Yeah. You're like, oh, she's a goddess. And you're saying that to the EP. I'm saying that to the executive producer. Yeah. And while we're in the like actual part before I get into like the studio right. section that's lit. Yep. And I mean, you see me doing my confessionals like from the side, you see the chair, you see the setup of what it was like when I went in there. And I kind of love that because we're not stupid. Like it's not, we're not in the Hills days anymore where you can pull the rug over our eyes and be like, this is reality TV. We're scripting it. Like we know that we know that we know there's not even on. cameras here. We just magically were able to capture these moments yeah. in these people's lives, but, but it does no push, cameraman, no mics, but I think it does push people on reality TV to be a lot more vulnerable and real because there's no hiding anymore. And I think that's where we're moving to is a place where people are actually real on TV because you can tell, you can sniff a fake in a second. And I also think that people want this stuff. Mm-hmm. We the tr- really do. The trend is BTS, right? Like, yeah. And, and I think probably through market research, however they can kind of get audience feedback, um, these producers and uh, executives have found out that people really enjoy behind the scenes, yeah. even in their reality TV. Where you want to fully escape, where you want to get immersed into a world, is film and television, like fictional television. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, present to me this Game of Thrones shit with dragons and magic, and, go and I want to like, yeah. f- I want to fly into it and just like be there. And so I, I, I don't want to see a water bottle on, on the table. You don't want that that coffee cup. I want the la- yeah, I yeah. want the latte 
you know, because you took, you've taken me out of it. Reality TV, we understand it's supposed to be real. So what's real about it? The cameras are real about it. The want, mic is real about it. The EPs are real about it. I want Nini attacking the cameraman, pulling him out of the closet. Oh. I need that. Okay, like, that's, real. that wasn't great, though. Oh, it was fantastic. Don't, atta- don't, attack, don't attack the cameraman. <laughs> I'm just saying it usually does They're not, doing their job. It does not work in your favor, usually. <laughs> Eddie, I hope you didn't do that on Revenge Body. I would body. never. No, it, the, Revenge Body, I'm not, also, I wasn't a crazy person. It was an emotional... No spiritual physical journey and yeah. we actually just did an interview so if you guys want to know more about that it's on the buttered pop podcast armin actually interviewed me about my time on the show which was very surreal and weird are you going to interview me about my time on the show yeah. <laughs> what was what was your line uh, fries for the table what was it fries, for, yeah, the fries table? for the table or something like that <laughs> daddy <laughs> at the end he does the cheers to me uh, um, they cut me out of that oh they did well <laughs> they have the to eddie moment but, but they, they don't... cut me out saying to Eddie and then everyone else saying to Eddie. They just have everyone else saying to Eddie. Oh. So I wonder if it even looks like I'm just like not. Part of the group. I'm not. No, you're I'm not just already you. doing it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I'm just like standing there like this, not saying anything. It's fine. After I say a thing, my friend Michael Fulham like does like an eye roll and they like zoom in on him being like, Ugh. and I'm like, okay, bitch. I love that. I love that. So um, much. Let's. Let's get back to Housewives enough about me. Um, while Camille's like in the back, Lisa's bringing up that Camille didn't want them at the wedding because right. as we know, last episode, she was like, well, production. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And Andy's like, no, you have complete choice. I think production might have been like, if you want to be on the show, if you want this featured, you need to invite all the women. But no one forces you to invite anyone to anything on any like any show. That's what it was. They're not going to film Camille's wedding if no other housewife is there. Exactly. So they say, if you want this filmed... Well, there has to be some housewives there. Um, but then we get Camille in the back with Andy. Um, Andy was a maestro here. I have to give it to he him. He was fantastic. Ooh. He handled this with so much like brilliance. Very diplomatic, exactly. too. He didn't take sides. Ever. But he was still... Empathetic. Empathetic, but also like showing the truth to Camille at certain points. Like, yeah. well, Camille, you did say that you didn't want them at your wedding. He yeah. said that to her. And, that's, and she's like, well... The best thing that they said about the wedding was leaving it, which honestly, guys, if you guys aren't watching the after shows on BravoTV.com, please go and watch those. It's like a whole other show. It's a whole other show. It's everyone basically doing confessionals or like breakdowns and recaps of what happened behind the scenes, how they're feeling now. And it is so good. It's so good because you learn so much about what people are feeling now, where relationships are. And this comment about Teddy saying the best part of the Camille's wedding was the departure was on an after show. And clearly Camille's watching the after show. So you should be too. Yeah. Or someone was watching it and relayed the info back at her. There was also the other moment when Andy's like, uh, well you did call Denise boring. <laughs> She's like, well, she was going to want one, which I was like, okay. Wow. I was like, wow, Camille, you are not checking the pulse of the fans. Nobody thinks Denise was want one. I mean, she, she didn't bring drama, but she was kind of like, I don't know. She was a major presence still, and she just she brought a flavor. I think she just hates. I think this is my thing. I think Camille is jealous of Denise, right? About how easily Denise fits into this world. Yes. Of Beverly Hills, Camille, you can tell has fought and clawed her way into Beverly Hills. Yes. And it works so hard at maintaining a status within Beverly Hills with her character and her composure, which is why we saw Saint Camille come out to kind of re connect that thing so she's and you can tell she's very rehabilitate her image yes she's very um protective of this idea of beverly hills and what it should be and i think she's very old beverly hills and dorit and denise kind of represent new beverly hills even teddy where it's like the kids of people who are camille's age 
kind of taking over the new ground, which is why I think she has this I actually, I think, animosity against them. I think Doree is more old Beverly Hills. The way she lives. I And the lifestyle she tries to but, curate for herself. I, but Denise, I agree. She's very new age. Like, I don't give a shit about the norms. I'm going to wear casual PJs or whatever. And, and I, I think Teddy too. And I think that kind of bugs. But what I'm saying with Dorit, Teddy too, yes. I think I think Dorit's very fresh and, and very new money, which is, I think is very different yes. to Beverly Hills because Beverly Hills does have a lot of like movie Hollywood lineage within it um, yeah. or just like lineage within the city. Like Beverly Hills, that's where families just keep, producing and living in Beverly Hills and buying up the houses like Dorit's very new money breaking into this scene trying to live within the old constraints which right. bugs Camille because she's like you shouldn't be here you don't belong here you're not married to a Kelsey you don't have grammar. money yeah you, you're not married to a Kelsey grandma you don't belong here which is why I think she's very new age because she doesn't have a lot of money but she has enough to kind of fit into Beverly Hills which is like we're seeing with influencers and you know like Instagram models or whatever like these people are not supposed to be in Beverly Hills, quote unquote. Like they're not supposed to be here, but they're still here because they have enough to want to insert themselves into this community. And I think Camille's very protective of the old Beverly Hills. Yeah. And like you said, I think she's jealous of how easy it came to Denise. Mm-hmm. Like Denise didn't even have to be involved in any drama. No. The only drama came in the finale at the agency party. That was it. And Otherwise, it wasn't she kind of just chilled all It was all like season. her being a real person and yeah. giving her like real advice. Which is chill. She's just like real, pretty laid back and she didn't bring any drama. What do you think about Kyle bringing up that Camille is being season one Camille times 10 and also kind of going into um, her two-sidedness and how Camille's not genuine? Because I think that's what the women really is the core of the issue where it's not like, oh, say you hate LVP, which is what Camille thinks it is. It's more of, you say you hate LVP, then you say LVP is your best friend. You tell us that you're our friend, then you talk behind our back. Like, there's a difference between being, like, just a regular bitch and, like, just talking (laughs) shit behind your friend's back and being in your friend group. Like, that's life. Everyone talks about someone. You wouldn't, you don't just talk about yourself. Like, that's, like, that's real life. Like, sorry. But I feel like they seem like it's almost like a calculation on her part to, like, not be genuine enough to them, just be like playing to fan. Like yeah, I don't, I didn't needs. agree with that. Yeah, when she was talking about Twitter, right? Yeah. I, I just think Camille has shit talks a lot of people. Yeah. I, I think that's actually her genuine self. The yeah. whole point about this being Camille season one times 10, I don't know if I agree about, agree with that point uh, because, um, you know, sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder. So I think maybe. She, Kyle looks back at season one and she's like, you know, it wasn't all that bad. You know, it's long ago and like some of the pains of those memories go away. But like, do did you forget Alison Dubois? Yeah. That alone makes it impossible to top. And who invited Miss Allison? I mean, none I think other than Camille. Camille surrounds Camille herself with one. some very interesting people. Camille season one. I mean, Camille is the instigator of the dinner party from hell. Yeah. You can never be 10 times worse than that. Uh, however... Um, yeah, I do think she was more like her season one self, but I think that's kind of the genuine her. Yeah. I, I think she's a little kind of like fiery, right? So bring it. I'm I down. wouldn't say fiery. I'd say icy. Okay, whatever. Semantics. No, it's a fire and ice. <laughs> I, would, I would say Lisa Ren is fiery and um, Camille is icy. Sure. But same. But they're both aggressive, but just different types of aggressiveness. No, I see what, what you're saying. saying. I, what I meant by fiery is that like she's combative. Yes. 
Sorry, you know? I didn't mean to like. She's not agreeable. Break you down, but I was like, <laughs> hmm, I feel more icy. Um, what do you think about Camille's excuse where she's like, my life has just been very dense. I'm sorry about not giving every detail correctly. I mean, personally, I bought this because when you have so much going on in your life, and I was talking this with Kelsey, who I, my roommate, who I do some other podcasts with. Yep. And we were talking about the fact that emotions can sometimes alter memory which is totally a real thing based on the emotions and being worked up in a situation. You can forget things. You can misremember things. The emotions can kind of dictate what you remember. So what's your take on this? She has gone through a fucking lot. Like it's not just yeah. that her home burnt down, which in of in itself is a huge stress beyond the obvious, right? I mean, I can't even imagine all the logistical elements that go into that. Um, but then she lost her good friend, one yeah. of her best friends. And her assistant. Like that's her confidant. Good help is hard to find. <laughs> Especially in Beverly Hills. <laughs> and that's the takeaway. Me. I'm um, like me. I'm like, oh, he died. Yeah, good help is hard to it's find. Hard, it's hard to find a very good assistant. <laughs> it's like know? and not like, oh, they've been best friends and confidants for years. Right. I'm like, for Camille, right. good he, help. He, he kept he kept that schedule nice and tight. <laughs> God, I'm she sure. never missed a lunch ever that's ever. what she's like now she's like oh what am i gonna do without my fellow virgo um so no i mean i think it's totally legit like what yeah. what, what did she forget in that moment i, I forget. well she told she thought denise told her that her her daughter was an effing liar and yeah that, I, I think in that moment she's kind of speaking obviously denise didn't say that i think she's speaking in the in the more abstract sense of like denise was kind of telling her look you should try to like convince your daughter that that didn't really happen. Yeah. And like Camille just like takes that and like exaggerates it. She heightens it a lot, like a way lot. too much. It's like, no, 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 no. Denise is just saying like, try to ease, put your daughter at ease. Yeah. Like if she's feeling shitty about what Teddy's interaction, like just make her not feel crappy. Like about she was. And I think that's, I think that's what any adult was. I think Camille hyped up her daughter being like, she ignored you. She, yeah, like, maybe she did that. Right. I don't think, it was that big of a deal. I think maybe like, but Teddy maybe the was daughter like, was upset though, Eddie. That's fine. But yeah. make but your daughter like not feel upset. Flames. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And I, and Camille kept bringing it up and it's yes. like, okay, it's one thing to You're be like, You're making it worse. Exactly. It's one thing to be like, yo, Teddy, like you, you hurt my daughter. Cause she's tried to say hi to you at the thing and you ignored her. Not like, Oh, she was, cause Teddy did not mean to do that at all. I don't think, I don't think Teddy was like purposely ignoring. No, she's, she's petty as fuck. Teddy? Yes, but Teddy, Teddy. But you also have to think it's a child, and Teddy's it's not, not a child. She's a, she's sixteen or seventeen years old. You know, a sixteen or seventeen year old isn't like Jagger. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I could see Teddy kind of being a little like not so kind to a seventeen year old. Okay. And by the way, I'm actually taking one of your arguments when you said you could believe that Bethany. Would would yell at a twelve year old at a twelve year old at Sonny's kids who were like twelve or something. But right? I think I think Bethany is very different from Teddy because I think I don't think Teddy. Oh, are you? <laughs> you don't think? Okay. The okay. comment the comment about the wedding alone to me is, uh, illustrates her. I pettiness. get what you're saying now. I was just I was gonna say I think I don't think Teddy would ever yell at a kid. I think Bethany would yell at a kid. I don't think Bethany would ignore a kid. But Teddy, I could Teddy see they possibly ignoring yeah. a kid She's now petty. that you're saying She's it. Petty. All right, let's move forward. I mean, they talk about the Dorit's money shit, but like, I'm, I'm pretty over. I'm it. over it. Like Camille's Look, like, I didn't want to okay, bring Dorit it up. Dorit doesn't have money. Who cares? If you didn't want to bring She's it up, She's grinding. Camille, exactly. She's fucking grinding. She's trying her best. Beverly Beach. 
I mean, even Lisa Renner was wearing it on Instagram today. She was wearing the Denise. There you go. Well, her daughter is gallivanting. I want to get the-, the Andy. Right? You do? I don't know. Okay, Why I'm going to be honest. The guy's stuff isn't great. No? Okay. I, I mean, literally okay, have wait. not seen I literally have not okay, seen Okay, I'm going to be real. Yeah. You, I mean, you wear, like, you wear like longer shorts than I do. Yeah. So maybe you would yeah. like it. But for me... My swim shorts, though, I like... Shorter. I like I like European cut. Yeah, see, same. I like shor- the shorter the better because you yeah. feel like I don't want super like all the way up there, but like kind of like like mid right here. mid thigh. Yeah, yeah, mid thigh exactly. Totally, I'm mid-thigh. the same European way. cut. Yeah, yeah, they're very American cut. It's very what PK. Would oh, wear. like down here. It's your knees. It's like board no, shorts. that's not that's not good. Yeah, no. it's like I would never wear that. And the thing is, is like, come on, can we cut them? Dorit, I mean, I cut I cut a bunch of my own clothes. I actually, shh, don't tell Buffalo Exchange. I sold them a pair of overalls today that I had cut myself, <laughs> and they gave me more money than I think I would have gotten it if they were long. <laughs> so I'm, I'm scamming You're like, up. I'm fucking fashion scammer. <laughs> scammer Project Runway. And now you got to have Make your own fabric, work, right? You have your own fabric. Oh no, I, uh, I, you, I don't because they were literally like circles of fabric, and I mm. like wore them as like arm cuffs once, and I was like, I need to just get rid of these. <laughs> I cut. I make all my own clothes, so don't. But get anyway, me look. Okay, Dorit doesn't have money, but she's grinding. I think Camille was That's wrong to fine. bring it up in the first place. I, I mean, I, I do agree that it was. Why is it a stigma though? That's what I don't get. I don't think Who it cares. Is. I don't think it is. I think she tried to make it. See, the thing is, is that I think Camille thinks having no money, renting a house, yeah, things like that make you less than. That's why she was talking shit about. Uh, Denise. Denise which we'll get into next but I think that's her MO I think she's like certain things are beneath her and it, having no money is one of those things where she's like that's a dig because you have no money and it's like everyone else is like yo this is like a serious thing like money shouldn't matter and I think I think the women in Beverly Hills do flaunt their wealth and they're very yeah, money centric but I do think show. if someone is going through a struggle financially that all of those women would be there as opposed to Camille being like sorry you're poor not all of us have access to that Fraser money. I know, right? And that Cheers money. I mean, you can also talk about her um, go-go dancing on MTV money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have go-go dancing on MTV money, I know, okay? I'm, so do I. I'm not like that dirt poor. <laughs> I'm dirt poor, but I'm not go-go dancing on MTV dirt poor. Um, Camille does apologize, though. But then we get the whole Denise versus Camille, which we mm-hmm. talked about. I think there's a jealousy there. Denise is effortless. Denise doesn't have to do fucking anything, and she's going to be amazing. People was are going to love her. Was that a Mario reference? Effortless. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Like I to, taking a. Have you posted that video on Hot Bravo? Because I feel like I we have. need to, we, we should just do, we it should again. do it again because <laughs> it was so good. You think you posted it on Twitter and um, Instagram and Instagram? It's a yeah. fantastic one. Effortless. Uh, effortless. <laughs> um, but Andy brings up the comments that Camille went on on Twitter. Of renting a house versus buying a home and how losing both, one is less than the other. Losing the place where you live regardless, if it's burnt down, if it's smoke damage and you can't live there anymore, whether you're renting or buying, is a traumatic experience. Also, like, you don't need to get into these distinctions. Exactly. Yes, we understand you own the property, you lost a, a, a property that you own. We get that. Nobody doesn't get that. Exactly. But, but you don't have to point it out. And you don't have to love Make it a competition. Less, exactly. You don't have to make your victimhood a competition which i think she was trying to do um but like i also want to just say she's like i don't have an answer why i said that like i don't i don't i don't know why i said that i'm sorry like i have no reason to have said that and then on twitter that night she was retweeting things of like all these 
the LVP army, I hate to say it, um, <laughs> tweeting all these things, attacking Denise and defending Camille about the houses. And she was retweeting. And she's like, exactly, exactly. And it's like, how are all these people so sick in the head that they're trying to uh, bash someone because of their loss? Like, it blows my mind that people are stooping this low for something that... Have you that been on Twitter be. before? I mean, it makes me really sad. <laughs> it makes me really sad that Are this you familiar Twitter, with this website? I, I mean, I'm just sad that it's bled into the housewives world, especially the Beverly Hills. It's space. not the first time. It's not the first time. It's not going to be the last, but it does break my heart that people can be so cruel. Um, and Denise is basically just like, this is one of those times, Camille, where we think before we speak. It just starts breaking her down in the most classy yet like vicious way I think I've ever seen. Um, it, Camille starts breaking down crying and basically still feels attacked. Lisa Renna goes and gives her a hug and it's like, oh God, I fucking love Lisa Renna. Nice she's Renna. Like, yeah, nice Renna. Yeah. The, the nicest fucking Renna I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but then Denise does this line <laughs> that kills me where she's like, uh, do you need to take a minute go to the bathroom or something? Like she's not buying it. She's basically stone like stone cold, stone cold. Like get your, get over your shit. You shouldn't be crying because you're not the one being attacked. You're the one attacking yeah. and then trying to cry and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa is me. Everyone's coming at me because of the things, you know, but I lost my house and I did this. And it's like, well, no, you can't talk shit about everyone else and expect to be the victim in this situation because it takes two to fucking tango Camille. Honestly, my initial reaction was like, Denise, that's super intense. But when you take a step back, I feel I feel Denise on, in this moment. You know, I really do. Maybe a little more empathy could be in play, but I get it because you know it, the tension has been ratcheted up to an insane degree at this point, and there's just like zero love. No, and I I think Denise would have been fine and would have been very like you said very like not as mean and more empathetic. It was gnarly, like she just like. But the fact that Camille has been attacking her for no reason, calling her boring, calling her stupid, all these things for literally, Denise did nothing to Camille at all. Only did thing she did is we called her out at the agency party, and even then she was trying to make her aware of what was going on and trying to get her out of the mindset that she was in. And Camille was so aggressive that she wasn't listening to any of it and fighting back. Can we quickly pivot? Yes. What were your thoughts on Denise's Watch What Happens Live appearance? One of the best Watch What Happens Live appearances <laughs> I've seen in my life. She was so wasted. Yeah, she was lit. She was so fucking lit. And I want to know on what because she looked like she was having a great time. And I think also Frederick was ready to kill Andy because Andy kept making comments about Frederick's husband. And every time he did, Frederick's eyes would light up with a fire like, don't you dare speak about my husband. Yeah, Frederick was, there was something off. I, I think there's an animosity between the two. Interesting. I can sense it. I can feel yeah, it. Yeah, no, it just and I, I think, felt awkward. I think he was also annoyed that Denise was so drunk. I think I wasn't sure if it was Andy or if it was Denise I that was, was pissing him off. I think it was a mixture of both. Okay. Because she was all over him. Yeah, like when I say she was lit, like I really mean it. People, you got you got to watch it. Go if you and watch, seen it. watch Happens, Denise and watch Happens Live. I love her for it. There's also oh, that it's amazing. There's that video making its round. I think it's on our Twitter too, where she's like trying to hold herself up while taking the picture with like Frederick, and oh he's literally God. holding her up. Been there, done that. Been that drunk. Oh, she's like drooling. It's amazing. It's amazing. I'm into it. I want to be there, Denise. Let's party. D nice. Let's get it going. 
Um, let's get okay. into the LVP stuff. Let's let's just because jump that's in. basically the rest of the episode. Yeah, that's the end of this all. So they start talking about Radar Online, which is where this conversation goes. Because we're not going to talk about anything else that happened with LVP because we go we've talked too much about it. Yeah. Um, but with the Radar Online, everyone's kind and of and I guess tra- the lie detector stuff we should briefly oh, mention. We'll, we'll do lie detector after Radar Online. Yeah. Um. So with Radar Online. They're all talking about how they believe that Lisa planted the story. Right. But then they kind of start to talk about more. Maybe it was someone in her camp and maybe it was someone associated with her because certain key phrases, certain words, the way that it's, you know, written out. This is what I've said since day one. And even Camille, who's team LVP, goes, yeah, I think someone from her camp could have done it. I think it, I don't think it was her. And, and even Rena goes... LVP is not stupid enough to call the head of Radar Online himself and be like, I've got a story for you. Like, she has her, like, game of telephone to get it there. So finally, they admit that because all season long, they're saying LVP gave the story. No, she did not give the story. Her her team probably gave the story. Maybe Ken, too. (laughs) Or Ken, someone in her circle. Yeah. And and we can never be sure if she gave permission or instructed I mean, them to do so. We I just mean, can't. I mean, we did see a text message from John Sessa and LVP that he put on Twitter where she was like, I don't want to do this anymore. We need to stop this. Which makes me think that she was ready to do this and then felt guilty or felt weird about it and then tried to stop it. But it was already in motion. You know what I mean? I feel like... Or they went against her wishes. Or they went against her wishes or something. You know what I mean? I feel like there's there's something that happened and there's a disjoint because I do feel bad for Lisa because I do feel like, like she didn't want to continue with this and I feel like she was kind of put into a corner and she had to still... Re- she still had to pay for what happened even though she didn't want to finish it through and... I, she was kind of stuck in a weird position because yeah, she does this a lot. She gives us great storylines. She fed, you know, she feeds us as a producer and on the field in the ground of the ladies, but you know, it didn't work this time. She tried to stop it. It didn't, it backfired. And then it's like, well, you cry wolf too many times. The wolf's going to finally eat you. And I think that's what it came down to was, you know, uh, we saw four, three to four instances of her doing the same thing and getting away with it. And then it was like, well, final nail in the coffin the one time you don't follow through the one time you don't fight is the time that it bites you in the ass well thank goodness for lvp because without lvp uh this show would not nearly have been as good it would have gotten canceled a long time i mean a long time ago i mean the show wouldn't have even started without lvp and he said the reason that's that's a literal fact yeah he said the reason that it hooked him was lvp's audition tape if they ended up green lighting this show without her it would have been canceled after two seasons. I don't think it would have Fact. been able to. I don't think it would have been. And we would have never gotten Vanderpump Rules. Um, so for all you LVP haters out there, be grateful for what she's pulled off for Bravo. And for everyone who thinks I'm an LVP hater. You rem- are. Rem- I'm kidding. Remember <laughs> remember what I said where it's like, you know, I love Vanderpump. I hate LVP because this term LVP has kind of gotten a nasty negative connotation. Yeah, but do you see season? how it, there's a cognitive dissonance where you're like, I'm not a hater, and then you just said, I hate LVP. Okay, I'm Camille. I could be I could be a complex <laughs> bitch if you want to use that argument for Camille. Yes, and, and a part of your complexity is that you're a hater. I, I am. I and hated, you're a lover. I hated her this season. You're a hater and you're a lover. I hated the actions that happened this season, and I'm willing to accept that. But she's been a joy to watch since day one. Yes. And she's still Has fantastic. she fucked up? Yeah, of course. They all have fucked up. Exactly. 
and I hated Bethany two seasons ago and I love <laughs> her now. And I, you know, I hate Ramona every other season and you know, I, I, th- I, I go through my list, yeah. you know, and this happens with everyone on the show. So it's like you go through your phases with people and you know, this wasn't my favorite LVP, but you know, I'm going to go back and watch season five LVP, which we just did for Housewives history. And that was so much fun. Of course. And for as much as I defend LVP in certain spots, I wish she did come to the reunion. Yeah. You know what same. I mean? Um, they, let's talk about the lie detector test because we'll yeah. touch on this really quick. Kyle tells a story again about how her daughter's friend was getting lie detector tests for the construction workers because something was stolen. She's like, the same thing happened to me, but they don't work. And Andy's like, well, then why did you do it? And she's like, the detectives, the detectives wanted to do it. Very weird. Very fishy. You know what I love though about, about this is that like Kyle is on this truth kick. Like we just have to be honest with each other. Like Camille, just be honest. LVP should have been honest. I always tell the truth. I never lie. Teddy never lies. Uh, you know, I just have to speak my truth. I had to tell LVP the truth. I really believe that she gave the story to Radar Online. And then you tell a blatant lie like that. And here's my thing. If you're going to lie, can you tell a better lie? Exactly. That, I really hope there's not even one person out there that believes this story. There is zero truth to this story. Zero truth. This is the biggest lie ever told, and it's so dumb. It's so dumb. I mean, she can't, don't tell me you believe no, any part of this. I'm story. saying she can't say the producers told her that LVP right. went into the lie detector test. I know. So she has. But can to. you invent a better lie? I mean, I mean, but here's the thing. I don't even know if I buy that because Andy says I had a hard time believing your story. Andy himself is like. Come on, but, a, your fucking friend uh, brought a construction crew. But you also have to because think, of a robbery to get a lie detector test. Also, you have to think Evolution Media is not owned by Bravo. They just produce the show that yes, Bravo buys. Right. So the producers are separate from Andy. Andy only does the reunions and watches. I do the think show. he's an EP, but yeah, he. I mean, but just because your EP does not mean you're in it every single closely day. Closely tied to in Revenge Body, Chloe Kardashian right. was an EP. Did I see her on set every day? No. No, you're right. You're right. Um, but she does know what goes on, but she doesn't, she didn't like affect day to day as much as my yes. other EP, Larissa. So like, that's what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, Andy producers Cohen, are more involved on the day to day. Exactly. EPs are less involved. Yeah. I mean, on the ground producers are the ones who are like, you know what I heard? Elisa mm-hmm. Vanderpump did a lie detector test, Yeah, you know, it, and that's what it is. And, and they're it, checking you for mics. They're making sure you're mic'd up and this and that and all the little nitty gritty details and Beverly Hills that wasn't reported. So they couldn't say it was in the tabloids like they had before. Or I mean, Potomac has it really easy. You can say word on the street, you know, like, you know, there's. <laughs> then say word on the street. I mean, but they can't because that's a Potomac thing because there is no word on the street in Beverly Hills. It's in the tabloids because everyone keeps it secret. Say social media. That's I van- saw it on social yeah, media. Yeah, like these ladies are. Oh, you're saying that they own it? No. That they fucking, that no. where Potomac owns word on the street? I'm just saying it's, it's one of those things. No, Beverly Hills, that wouldn't work because as we've seen here, the women like to keep their secrets. They're not given the word on the street. They're not talking about each other. I saw, I saw some murmurs on social media. That's a Vanderpump rules thing. And, and no, you could say, and LVP didn't post about it. Okay. No, LVP wouldn't post about it. Like I saw someone, uh, you know, tweet about it. They, that they were at the lie detector test and they saw LVP walk in. Boom, done. Better, way better lie than this construction. I mean, what a terrible lie, by the way. I mean, all Mauricio of it. thought of that lie. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just sure saying. I'm just saying. Beverly, Beverly Hills needs to get something. I, I would have even. I would have even been cool with Kyle being like, I got a text from someone that said they saw LVP at done. the thing. Done. That's more Beverly Over. Hills. 
I got a text. And then, I would have believed I mean, it. But then they would have been like, oh, I need to see the text. And they're like, no, you know, no. I'm keeping my source private. Bethany season eight. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. It, the the person who exposed Tom for cheating on Luann. She did never revealed. Yep. Never revealed, but still had the proof. Yes. And all that took, all that would have taken was a producer telling Kyle, Kyle's one of Kyle's friends texting her, Faye, get Faye involved. Oh, I saw LVP at the lie detector test. Someone needs to challenge Kyle and say, okay, tell us the construction crew. Give us the name of the contractor. We'd uh, like to talk to them. Um, I I don't think she ever will give that up. I think it's a Michael Darby secret. It will go to the grave. Um, but let's talk. Let's talk. It's a no bit. secret. It just never happened. It's an imaginary story. Let's um, talk about Kyle and LVP. The friendship. The friendship. What a montage. A wonderful montage. It made me very upset because it makes you realize like how close these people are. It was like kind of like me thinking of like friendships that I've had for years and it's like it would break my heart if something so stupid and petty like broke that up I'm I'm even getting emotional right now like yeah. talking about this Eddie's tearing up because seriously. it's like one of those things where it's like they were always there for, yeah they were like they fought all the time they were always there for each other but it was like one of those things where it's like when you're friends with someone for 10 years, you cannot break a friendship over something so stupid. You fight for that relationship and you work to like talk it out and be better. And I feel like LVP never gave Kyle that chance. And Mm -hmm. I feel like Kyle was in a damned if you do damned if you don't situation, because like she said, if she didn't go to LVP and tell her LVP would have seen the footage and think she was a backstabbing bitch. If she went and told LVP, she thinks she's an aggressive bitch that's siding with the other ladies. Like, there was because of the situation that Kyle was in with the other ladies talking in the situation as it unfolded. I think she was right in telling Lisa. And I've said this from day one. I think she was being a good friend. She was being honest. I think Lisa overreacted. I think Ken overreacted as well. I mean, Ken reacted to Lisa's reaction, which was an overreaction, but I do think Kyle, Lisa should have taken a step back and been like, okay, well, Kyle's reaching out to me. Why is she reaching out? Because she wants me, you know, and Kyle was like, everyone thinks this, everyone thinks this. And Lisa's like, it's a lie. It's a lie. And all Kyle wanted was her to be like, you know, like give her proof, give her proof. That's not a lie. And that's, I mean, at the end of the day, that's hard. And there was no, way that was going to happen. And I think LVP was ultra aggressive because there was, she knew something was came from her camp. Some, and all roads would lead back to her. But I don't think she gave the story, and I think she deserved. I think Kyle deserved a little bit more, and I think people will be like, "Well, LVP deserved more of Kyle not being a shitty friend." But honestly, if I was in that situation, I would tell my friend the truth, and it's one of those things that would break my heart. But I want to be so honest with the people that are close to me, and if that relationship was real, I mean, I would tell my friend. If they would come at me and end that friendship with me, I'd be heartbroken. So watching Kyle cry at the end of it, it connected me because I had a big falling out with a friend recently a 10 year friendship and it was over something stupid. And I fought, I was the Kyle, I was fighting hard and I, I felt like I was like getting nothing back. And finally we reconnected. So I know there's hope, Yeah. but I saw a lot of my friendships in that and it really, really broke my heart. So, I mean, for everything, everyone calling Kyle file, Kyle, like grow up. She's hurting just as bad as Lisa is, you know, losing a friend of 10 years is like losing a sister. So just be a little bit more compassionate. I'm sorry I'm crying. I'm sorry okay? I went on a rant. Are yeah, okay? I'm fine. It just was like really emotional for me. No, yeah, I get it. No, it's tough. I'm like, actually, I don't know what's wrong with me. Wow. It's one of those days. I need a sandwich. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I just, it just brought up a lot of memories because you know what I just went, like I what know. I went through. I and know. it was really, it was really hard. Up. And it's, I mean, it gives me hope that Kyle and LVP can come to a greater understanding at the end of the day. But it's like when you have a friendship of over, 10 years over 
it's family at yeah. that point. You don't, you don't, you don't lose family. And that's why there is hope, right? Yeah, I'm hoping there's that, so much history yeah. there. Sorry, I, wow, I didn't think I was gonna get this emotional. I literally am cows. Like I didn't mean to cry today. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, I, I I agree with your you know larger sentiment. It's hard not to. The finer details, we've discussed them a million times over. You know, I, I think the perspective that LVP should have just been truthful comes with the presumption that she was lying. Yeah. And I don't know that. I think it's possible that it came from her camp. Yeah. I think I think she knew some so people's hands were red. Maybe she was being truthful, right? Yeah. And then the whole point of, well, could LVP have proved it? It's hard to prove a negative. Exactly. Right? How do you do that? Like, what, would she have to do a, I don't know, digital audit of her texts and her emails to prove I that, need a full digital audit of right? every conversation that you've had. To make sure nothing was deleted and then to see that she had never contacted Radar Online. Yeah. You can't go that far. I mean, we even know <laughs> Kristen Doty can... <laughs> the tech analyst. Yeah, can mix that situation yeah. up to make it seem a certain way <laughs> right 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 she did she was the one that time. was like testing and like with jacks, jacks and was right. like and pretended that she was stassi like this girl yeah if you think well, no Kristen, stassi pretended to be Kristen, but yeah. no no remember in the reunion the Kristen reveals that she told oh, right. jacks to never text that she would yes, never text yes. and then tested him and caught him texting back to like teach him a lesson yeah to make sure that he would never do it right so like which was even before stassi even thought to text because Kristen is next thought level 10 steps ahead but and i think lisa's a 10 step ahead or too i think she is but i also think that in the best way in the best way because that's why she's so successful mm. but i don't think that it's as simple as lisa should have told the truth this all would have been great um because i also i also really am empathetic towards lisa's position and the idea that lisa was telling the truth and Lisa was upset that her friend didn't trust her word. Yeah. And Kyla's talked a lot about that, by the way, in it, throughout the whole series, right? Like, trusting me, trusting my word. Like, LVP, how do you not trust that I'm telling you the truth, right? Yeah. There was a whole sequence in that montage. So, it's not like LVP is unique here. Yeah. It's like the first person to ever persist on, on her innocence. She's not the first person to do that. But... In the end, whatever. Those are all petty details. Yeah. And hopefully they can get over all that and, and forgive each other for all the crap, right? Like, because Lisa, like Kyle said, was making fun of her. Yes. Did call all of them names. And, and then I think Kyle on the other end should have been more trusting of her friend, right? So I think they both wronged each other here. They yeah. both have things to apologize for, no doubt about it. And they're going to need time. Because it's raw. And, and when you see all that shit on TV, it's different. It's not like you and me and our friends, if things go down, it's not like it's being thrown back at our face. And it's not like there's thousands of people telling us what to do, what to think, how shit went down. We can process it. And we can go through our catharsis and have closure much, much more easily Yeah. Uh, than, than one of them. So I get it. I get it. It's difficult being in that position, being on reality TV. I mean, you kind of know now. <laughs> well, I wasn't, I didn't have to like do a reunion. Mine was right. all, mine was all encapsulated in one episode. Yeah. I did have to do a confrontation though. So you, you did have a reveal party, which is like a reunion of sorts, right? It, but was you, it wasn't after viewing the whole season. That's hard. That's difficult. It was about reviewing my life. <laughs> right. 
So maybe next year, when time passes, they can, you know, I think Kyle needs to own up some shit too. I think so. And I mean, I did like Kyle's um, olive branch of Manolo Blahniks. The, it wasn't shoes though. It was I belt. know it wasn't you shoes. You were so upset, weren't you? I wanted to see some Manolo Blahnik shoes. I know you're obsessed with sex in the city, but the belt was <laughs> so LVP and I, it was. I honestly think it was literally like Andy said, I think I've seen her wear that before. It was a thoughtful gift. It was a very thoughtful. And like, you know, that's she loves the thing. pink. And that's the thing is like Kyle coming to the reunion with a gift, whether or not Lisa was going to show up and is going to mail it to her afterwards. That to me is uh, uh, like her saying, I'm ready to throw this all behind us. Like I'm ready to just be over it. Um, I, I love Lisa Vanderpump. Vanderpump. But I love Lisa Renner too. That was Lisa Renner singing that. But then I love Kyle Pink Bec- and I like sex too. Yeah. Don't speak for me. You know that's not true. I hate that you know this entire. <laughs> if you guys know what we're talking about, in season five, Lisa Renner has her birthday party and then starts singing to Lisa Vanderpump how much she loves her. Kyle joins and is like, I love Lisa Sandwich. Yeah. Armin knows the I entire song. I love Lisa Sandwich. <laughs> if you guys want to check it out, it's on our Twitter. But. Instagram um, or Instagram. We could put it, we could post it. We on could Twitter. post it on Twitter too. Might as well post Bravo. it today. But I, I brought I brought that up because I love pink. Yeah, and I love sex too. That's people, LVP. People were like, "Oh, Lisa Ren always makes things so trashy," and I was like, right. "LVP is the one, first of all, who makes all the blowjob jokes." So right. like, don't say trashy. I think Rena was on point with that line. I think that is. I, it was. I mean, LVP very, loves pink, and she loved that whole thing, the sex, the blowjob thing. She was cracking up. She and loved Ken it. was digging it. Ken, Ken was Ken like, was "Oh so yeah." The only one person was not into it. Brandy Glanville. Brandy. Uh, but that's a story for another day. You can check out that story on our Housewives History. All three parts are now available. Yes. Um, on season we, five of Beverly Hills. Did we just cover all of season nine? We're done. Wow. What a dude. What a season. I mean, it was it was a long one. It was rough to get through. A lot of highs, a lot of lows. I know a lot of people stopped listening to Beverly Hills recaps because of I heard. my stance. So I apologize. If you're back, welcome back. We're so excited. Next season will be fantastic. Um, but yeah, I think that was it. They said their goodbyes, did a tequila shot. Yeah. And then, you know, Denise had a few more tequila shots and watch happens live. Should but. we do it? Yeah, right. She definitely did. At least, at least a few. Um, should we do a tequila shot? To celebrate, like after this podcast, to celebrate the season, celebrate oh the God. podcast. I only do my tequila shots at 11, either 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. <laughs> no in between. <laughs> well, at some point we have to celebrate because I think I think we covered each and every episode. Maybe we missed one. We, we did miss part one of the reunion. I was like traveling. <laughs> it's okay. Things happen. But we covered like 95% of the season. I was busy. I went to jail. <laughs> 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 All right, everyone. Thank you so much for following us through this entire season nine of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We will be back next season. But if, in the meantime, if you guys want to make sure you are caught up on all things Bravo, we have Potomac. We have Southern Charm, Southern Charm Nola. We're going to start OC. Dallas is on its way. We also do This Week in Bravo Top 5 every week where we give you the top five stories in the Bravo verse not on TV. We also have exclusive content on our Patreon. Yep. So much fun things that you guys can follow. So that's patreon.com backslash hot n bravoed. And also on the Patreon, there's some historic seasons on there that we've covered, not of BH, uh, but in the Bravoverse. So maybe. Well, no, we have season two of Beverly Hills Housewives History. We also have season five of Housewives History. Yes. On the Patreon. Um, but that's all on the public oh, feed. Oh, true, too. true. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, maybe you're a Vanderpump Rules fan. Yes. And. We have season two of Vanderpump Rules. 
on there, maybe you'll find something you like. So we have, check they're it called out. Reality Rewinds. And we reality go back Rewinds. And we we go basically back. do this, but on old shows. But we go a lot deep. We even go way deep. Those are like hour-long episodes. Uh, hour-long. So much fun. We pull out our favorite quotes. We name winners and losers of every episode. We do live reads. It's we, a we good have, old time. My favorites are dramatic readings. Yeah. Oh, I, I get wrong. Characters. A live read is not the, the proper term. It's dramatic read. Dramatic readings. And we play characters. It's great. It's a good time. You may like that because there's going to be what? six seven months now until season 10 so you have time to kill so maybe catch up with us on patreon thank you guys again so much for listening if you guys want to follow us on twitter and instagram it's hot and bravoed h-o-t and b-r-a-v-o-d armin how can people find you at armin mahram and i'm at underscore strata we will see you soon